take three, take two sucked. First one. Yeah. Break it up. Yo, I break it up and spit it like tobacco in right fields. I'm acting like a savage and exploding like minefields. So much aggression and expression of minefields. Like fighting for my life, a rap attacker with mic skills. The time is critical and ticking like time bombs. My offense is pivotal, my lyrics will bear arms. My defense is evident, I block and I jab back, duck and attack and smack him with the back of my left hand. Just like a horror movie. Moment you ran into me, an evil spirit, you hear it, and now you'll never lose me. Call it some braggadocious magic like hocus pocus. Tiger fist with a little bit of the dragon lotus. Who needs a bodyguard? I'll hit your body hard. 55 hit combo to split your phony squad. Thinking faster than brain matter can spark a thought. Plan a suggestion, inception before the script was bought. Battle with axes and hammers and bullets blazing. Call it amazing the way I'm raiding your masquerade. Alrighty, everybody back? Yeah. Cool. Thank all right. Excellent. So uh jumping right back in. Mike, you're number five. Number five, HBO Max Christmas release, Wonder Woman eighty four. Ah, uh, we figured that would be on a lot of people's lists. I'm actually surprised because a lot of people hated it. I I had it on my list, my short list, because I enjoyed it as well, but at uh the 10 choices I whittled down to, I just thought were ultimately better. So wait, it didn't even make your list, huh, Keith? No. Oh, interesting, interesting. I, I completely thought it would be. Uh, why was it on yours, Mike? You know, I liked it as a whole. The other, what I didn't like, I thought they really shortchanged Kristen Wiig in the, the second third, you know, the last third of the movie. Like, they just threw her character away from a development standpoint. You know, they could have been so much better, but... I liked it as a whole. Yeah, I, I think that's one of my main contentions with it is that there's no rhyme or reason why she becomes a cheetah. It's kind of just like it. That's the thing. Well, the other you thing know? I was off about it is like, like you know, everyone got like one wish it seemed, and then she got like two. You know what I mean? Like she had already gotten Wonder Woman's powers basically, and then she she's like, now I wanted to level up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like they had no other choice to get her to the full cheetah form, so they had to kind of bend their own rules, right? Got item. <laughs> Overall, though, I, I, you know, I did enjoy it. Well, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't mean Yeah, I just thought it was just a plot device, you know, because they wanted to show that the, you know, the real bad guy, the Mandalorian, was, you know, feeling his oats, and he's like, I can give you more because I want to. Right. But it just didn't make sense. Yeah. But, you know, it's like the thing I really like about that is the whole wish thing is such an 80s plot. I thought that went in with the whole theme of, you know, 1984 so well. You know what I mean? So, like, I, that's why I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very fun throwback to, like, an 80s-type movie. So I, I think the reason why it even made honorable mention for me was because I think Pedro Pascal was my favorite part of the movie. Just like yeah, his, he's great in it. Yeah, he spirals. Like I love his spiral into like this madness and like you know basically meeting with everybody and oh, it was just I, I thought that was kind of cool. And I think it One was of the funniest memes I saw about him after that movie came out was um, Pedro Pascal, the best and worst dad of uh, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's spot on. I will say, having yeah. just watched um, 
the Kingsman too because I I actually haven't watched either of those. I've watched them recently. I have a newfound respect for Pedro Pascal. Oh, so I haven't seen part two, but yeah, he's, one was awesome. Well, he, he, he was in part two. What, what part? What, what did he play again? Uh, whiskey, I think. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, that's right. That is him. Yep. Oh, my God. Now I got to watch that again. Only because I'm and now seeing those. I'm so excited. I know we're not talking about 2021 yet, but the Kingsman uh, prequel that's coming oh, out. I'm really excited. They back too, which really. Which really upset me. It was supposed to come out in March, and they just moved it back again. Oh, damn it. Now I'm looking yeah, forward the new, to it. The new one looks great. Mike Peace. Um, uh, we tacked another one on for Mike. So that's six. Yeah. <laughs> if, he does, if he goes again, then I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Wait, would it be seven? Because we all... No, actually, he didn't leave during our break. So do yeah. we subtract one? <laughs> Cancel it out. I don't, cancel I don't it? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um. So, Brian, what's your number five? Keith's five. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keith, what was your number five? All right. So, number five for me was a horror movie that I thought was really good. Um, it was a movie called The Rental, another Dan Stevens movie um, where he plays, like, the main star. But um, it's it's directed... And written by Dave Franco, which is um, uh, James Franco's little brother, and he did such a great job capturing like a '70s horror movie. Like it just feels like it's very grimy and like slow paced, like a, a '70s horror movie. Which so, seems yeah, definitely weird for like you guys haven't seen that. Which seems weird for like Dave Franco if it's who I'm thinking of where he's like the, the douchebag guy in uh 21 jump street. Yes. Yeah. That's Dave yes. Franco. Yes. Yeah. One of the neighbors, yeah, the like, neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which seems weird. Cause he yeah, always plays like, like that douchebag kind of like smart Alec role. And then he's in there directing a horror movie. But he's smart enough to marry yeah, Alison Brie. Like, so. I didn't expect yeah, it. Yeah. Like I, when I found out it was him, I'm like, Oh God, this is going to be horrible. But just the opposite, really, really well, well done. So one of the things I have to say about Dave Franco is that I underestimated him until I saw the Disaster Artist, which was the um, yeah, he was great in that too. Yeah, the biopic about uh, Tommy Wiseau, and that was fantastic. That was just such a good movie. So uh, okay, so Brian, now you're number five. Well, my number five, another sexy lady, sexy lady choice. What was your sexy lady choice? There's actually two sexy lady choices. Oh snap! And it was another film that was not. Highly rated on the reviews, but uh, yeah, hey, you know, now I had two sexy women, so sexy ladies were calling. <laughs> I, like, yes. I think at least three of us have Eurovision, so it's okay. Go for it. <laughs> no shame, no, no shame, no at shame all. here. Well, the bad accents. That's all I can say. <laughs> Just ruined me. Um, had another Blumhouse film back to back. I guess it was The Hunt. Fantastic oh, okay. choice. Uh, Emma Roberts. That was on my honorable mention. And Hillary yeah, Emma Swank. Roberts in the first three minutes. Dead. I was pissed. Ike Barinholtz. I was like, I like him. He's funny. Dead. 15 yeah. minutes. I was like, oh, you guys <laughs> suck. But uh, Hillary Swank being that badass again. Yeah. And all the fight scenes I loved. Well, did you ever watch Glow? Yeah. No. no. The lead in that, the blonde, she's on Glow. Yeah. You would like, yeah, you, I think you would amazing. like that show. Yeah. yeah. Liberty Bell. Um, and being and working in the kitchen and wanting to murder somebody with a puree machine and then actually seeing it happened, 
I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know the feeling. Completely sold you. Yeah. Nice, nice. No, that was good. That's a good skewering of, uh, like, um, both, you know, both the right and left uh, political-wise. Like, they were both yeah. so over the top in that movie. I loved it. I thought, I thought, um, I thought it was just a fun, farcical movie, you know? It's just really... Yeah, just, and then watching people die in exciting ways was hilarious to me. Yeah. Wildly yeah, controversial, too. It was delayed a bunch because yeah. of uh, just, like, the real-life things that were happening that, you know, kind of the delayed. The shootings and everything. Shootings, things like that. So, uh, but I'm glad they finally put it out, and they couldn't have put it out at a better time at the beginning of the... Uh, pandemic yeah yeah so it was like we needed a good movie to watch and it was, was there it was the way that her brain worked like yeah. being able to figure out that cigarettes cost differently in the state and yeah. she was just able yeah. to immediately figure that yeah. out i was like holy shit yeah, she was yeah. great. and the, the whole like fact of like they got the wrong person because yep. of <gasps> the same name i was like oh yeah and they even kind of like looked similar just from like the instagram yeah. photos that they were pulling up i was like huh someone with a filter and then someone who doesn't even use you know social media yeah and just because they look similar have the same height hair color look the same build and everything and yeah. you grab the wrong person <laughs> so, done goof son that was one of my favorite bits from the first terminator movies that when he f- goes back in time he just goes through the phone book just starts taking out every single Sarah Connor. Yeah. <laughs> and like that kind of got that like vibe from that a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that was my five. Puree nice. machine death. Nice, nice. So my five, we kind of already talked about uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, for all the reasons we discussed, uh, Margot Robbie was sexy lady interest in that Indeed. regard. Indeed. Um, you know, we spoke uh, before about how uh, when Keith mentioned, like me and Keith, we really didn't expect it to be that good and it low expectations yeah low expectations and it was great uh good action sequences everything we've discussed before put birds of prey at my number five respect no respect for me (laughs) my number five is eurovision (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was all right you had to walk past the accents i couldn't i couldn't and Rachel the, McAdams' uh, fake mole. I hope so, to God that was a fake mole she was wearing in that movie. So, like, I watched the whole movie. There was some parts that made me laugh. But the accents just killed me. It was more enjoyable than most Will Ferrell outings. I think because lately. I don't like Will Ferrell is why I didn't like that movie. It was Streets Ahead of Anchorman 2. Streets Ahead! Streets Ahead! I love yeah. that. Uh, but, no, it was enjoyable. The The... Scene like halfway through the movie where they're all together that was actually populated by a bunch of Eurovision winners, actual like real life Eurovision winners. And I thought that was just kind of a nice call out to it. looks dumbfounded right now. Well, if you don't get that reference, your street's behind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> your street's behind, Brian. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it, well, I, all it was, my streets are one ways where I come from. So <laughs> <laughs> it's more like blocks behind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. It, the plot was obviously obvious. Uh, like I, I it was feel, predictable. I feel like I have to watch it now just because it's you know there's it's, such it, a Johnny. It's worth it just for Dan Stevens. He yeah. plays such a he plays a, a Russian douchebag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he plays a Russian smarmy douchebag. Nice. Oh, I like Dan Stevens as an actor. I think he's great. Who Legion might be gay? Awesome. We don't know yet. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's hinted that wouldn't affect my decision either way. Yeah, and Pierce Brosnan doing. Swedish. My God. <laughs> yeah, Pierce was good. I forgot about that he was in that movie. 
So uh, that brings us to what, number four? Four for Mike. Mike's a little absent, so, so we'll circle back around. Keith. Yeah, Keith, Rings what's your number four? To toe. Uh, number four was uh, uh, News of the World with Tom Hanks. Just came out at Christmas. Um, just a, it's an interest. It's like um, Tom Hanks plays a guy back in you know Wild Western times who just travels the world and reads uh, the news to people. Like <laughs> I guess that's what they used to do for entertainment back then. Like he would just he brings newspapers from all over the country and he he reads the news to people and makes them laugh and just tells them stories. And then he ends up um, finding this little girl who was, um, you know, her family was attacked by Indians and um, she ends up, he ends up basically taking her to her family, um, you know, like a, a family up in like Kansas or something. And it's just like about their journey, you know, from uh, you're running into outlaws and things like that. Just a solid drama Western, you know. So really, e- really well done. So even the trailers from it, it reminded me a little bit of True Grit. I got that yeah, vibe. Yeah, a little bit, but a little more like a little more drama than western, I would say. Okay. And uh the con so I didn't know about the concept of Tom Hanks reading the news to people and going around, but like I wish Tom Hanks was just a regular news anchor reading the real world news. So I can only imagine that he's <laughs> that's fan- so much better. Yeah. I can only imagine he's fantastic yeah, right. in that. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like, if you go see a Tom Hanks movie, you're probably going to see a good movie most of the time, you know? And I would say that was the case with this. Yeah, this is from the Star Wars. Sorry. Oh, man. Uh, Chris just showed me a first poster for Kenobi. It's finally going to be an actual series. Nice. Yeah. Coming to Disney Plus sometime in the future. Weren't they filming in Massachusetts as well. I heard that that was going down. I just didn't. I didn't believe it until I see, actually see something legit. You know. Yep. And here we are. Nice little, little movie preview. Uh, yeah. Sneak peek, right yeah, there. Yeah, little sneak peek. So keep an eye out. You know what? We'll we'll share it to the uh, movie page. I sent it to you. Yeah. So that way we can. Uh, you know, if you just log into the page, check it out. You see the first poster for Kenobi. Happened while we were doing our podcast. Whoa! How Whoa. awesome is that? Uh, so we're still on number four, right? Uh, Mike's absent, so we'll circle back around. All right. Uh, My number four, um, everyone has kind of, or most people have already put their two cents in, is Onward. That was my number four. Um, it had Chris mentioned how Soul kind of played more to the, his heartstrings a little bit, and he kind of connected more. I connected more to Onward with certain situations. And that's why, to me, it was super sad as fuck. Definitely a tearjerker. Yes, I definitely you know, had um, some uh, emotional uh, invocation. Both of them, both of them yeah, absolutely yeah. provided moments yeah. of... Oh, oh, this one hit the hit definitely at the heartstrings. Uh, pulling back the curtain for everyone that doesn't know me personally, my dad did have a heart attack when I was super young. So I when he mentioned that his dad died and all that stuff, and then like seeing him in the hospital with like the tubes and all that stuff it just brought me back and i was like shit and then just tear and i was like fuck you disney <laughs> disney, has a, disney has a way of doing that yeah so, i think that's why i it, lost my dad to a heart yeah. attack too yeah. when I, but soul for some for some yeah. reason just had a different impact 
Um, but yeah. I mean, onward definitely brought yeah. out. Well, I, the I was feels. young too, so like, yeah, I connected to the the kid, you know, kind of coming in and all that. So I was just like, fucking a. Well, I, like even so, I'm thinking when I watched onward, I thought of myself in some regards in terms of the the you know child to parent yep. aspect. But I also thought of the I never had a sibling. I'm an only child, but. I've got cousins I'm close to. I have a younger I, sister. Right. And, they, you know, I kind of got a little vibe of that. I was like, oh, man, like, I yeah. wonder how many times I may have disappointed somebody yeah. who's younger or may have looked up to me or whatever the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pixar has a way of doing yeah. that. So it definitely hit all the heartstrings and for all the other reasons you guys had mentioned with the the combo of Tom Holland and, and Chris Pratt. The fairies. The biker the, fairies. The fairies was hilarious. <laughs> Forgot all about that part. The fucking lion scorpion as like the restaurant owner yep. because she lost her touch with the, you know, the world and then goes back to it with the mom. It was hilarious. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got Academy Award winner Octavia Spencer and yeah. multiple Emmy Award winner Julie Louis-Dreyfus yeah, just... working together. That Well, you have the, the double combo on that because yep. you have her and the, the Manicore and then you have Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. So you, you get two like on-screen combos versus just the one. So. I'm, yeah, for being an original, you know, yeah. Pixar story kind of thing, it's enjoyable in that regard. Uh, Mike, what was your number four? Uh, number four for me, Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn. We already talked about it enough, but it brings me up to something I put on our Twitter feed earlier today. Who is the best wrestler turned actor? Because Shad from Crime Rest- in the WWE was in the big fight scene Rest in Birds of Prey. Oh, wow. No kidding. We did a, a deep dive into this on uh, Battle Wounds episode. Did we? Yeah, he was the one that passed away when he was in the ocean. Was that the lost episode that got erased during the power outage? No, it was no, all three of us. It was all three of us. All three of us? Yeah. yeah it okay. was a Skype session. It was right as COVID kind of Oh, okay. Started, yeah. Got you. Got you. Um, that's a good point, though. There are like a lot more wrestlers becoming actors nowadays, and they're actually pretty good i mean i remember just back in the day if a wrestler was in a movie that was 99 percent certified that that movie was gonna be crap now it's kind of the opposite yeah now it's the opposite you know there's some uh there's something there i mean isn't one of the sasha banks is in mandalorian mandalorian right yeah Yeah. that's what i was gonna say and then obviously drax is batista right yep so nice all right yeah well that's pretty good solid four uh was that bringing to me now yes okay so my number four is actually a split I, is it a four and a three? No, it's a four. It's I have two four and fours. four and a half. You have two fours. I have two fours. So I couldn't decide. Four A, four B, four A, four yeah, B. Yeah, and they're they couldn't be more apart from each other. <laughs> and one of them, he's hiding them. He's hiding them and, there too. And, and one of them was already mentioned. So my number four is it comes down to the hunt. Ooh, yes. And Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh. So oh, okay, the hunt. I liked for all the obvious reasons. It came at the right time. Uh, it was viciously bloody and brutal. Very funny at times too. With because yeah. uh, at one point you think this guy is going to be the lead, and then like you're kind of following this dude, and then it's like, nope, he ain't the lead. Anymore. That was the Ike Barinholtz part. I was like, That's, I love him. He's funny. And, yeah. yeah, gone. Barinholtz is a great actor, and I think he brought some you know nice charm to that. And uh, I mean, and then on the flip side, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I liked it more than I expected to. And I think that's what, I think the beginning was a little bunk. I think they couldn't figure out 
Because, I mean, it did go through the whole controversy of... They release. changed the headshot. Yeah, they changed Sonic. So they, you know, the... And we covered it on the internet on the movie preview page a bunch too. Is that the original design for Sonic just looked freaky, like just weird. And then you know the uh, internet rose up and got super pissed. And then they went back in and they just made him completely cartoon. And I think it it made it work. It, it, like the whole dynamic of a cartoon character working up against a human actor kind of gave me some Who Frame Roger Rabbit vibes. Yeah, you know, and I think that's kind of why I you know what I liked about it. And that's why it's uh, crossed from my number four. So your number four, Chris? My number four, I didn't have a hard decision that I had to split. It is easily The Hunt. It was easily The Hunt. I mean, that was an amazing film. And the one thing that I don't think any of us mentioned, uh, co-written by Damon Lindelof, one of the kind of co-producers, co-writers of Lost. Normally, I hate that guy, so that's surprising. (laughs) (laughs) And I voted it for the opposite reason. I love that guy. Uh, Shitty final season? Sure. (laughs) But uh, can he be forgiven? Yes. Maybe, but he also ruined Prometheus for me. Oh, I know. <laughs> sometimes you're just so overly critical. I'm so critical. Actually, so I do like Prometheus still, even though I think he kind of ruined the Alien franchise. But yeah. that being said... Uh, um, yeah, The Hunt was amazing. Just an amazing... Yeah. The, to write a character for Betty Gilpin where she's able to determine that she's being played because the change she got back from her cigarettes didn't match where she was supposed to be, and then she was able to just find every little detail and there were genuine moments of suspense when they're on the train and they they get pulled off the train by the the guards of that whatever country yeah uh yeah it was just an amazing movie so sokovia i think it was sokovia yeah (laughs) sokovia yes the accords hadn't been assigned yet or hadn't been signed yet um no it was just it was absolutely amazing uh and the fact they I was reading a little bit of what Damon Lindelof had to say, and he's like, we didn't want to make it seem like they were conservatives with guns who were chasing after these people. It was actually the opposite. It was liberals with guns chasing people with conservative views. They wanted to flip the script, and I thought it worked out brilliantly. I thought it was yeah. great, too. I love that aspect of it. Uh, just what you mentioned about the whole cigarette pack change thing, that's great writing to a sto- to a character. Like that, you can't get better storytelling than yeah. Because she was what an ex marine, right? So Navy special something, yeah. Like you see, you say so much about this character in this in that one little aspect. They're well traveled. They're a smoker. They know the difference. Yeah. From, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. There's so much yeah, totally. that you you told with one little like bit. And, yep. that and at that point too, you had no idea she was part of the military, right? You just knew that she was just kind of super observant, right? Yeah. It was kind of like the girl in um, Split, the one who, when the three girls are kidnapped in Split, there was one who had, like, these abilities that the other two girls didn't over, have, and it's like because her dad yeah. taught her Psych. hunting and all that stuff. Right, right. Yep. Uh, so that brings us to number three, then, right? Number three. Mike, you're number three. Number three for me, Netflix original, Uncorked. Uncorked. Tell us I'm about familiar it. familiar with that one. Yeah. Uh, so, is in the early half of the year. Uncorked is a story about a guy who grows up in Memphis. Dad owns a barbecue restaurant, like you imagine a Memphis barbecue restaurant is. But ultimately, he hasn't done a whole lot with his life. Decides he wants to become a sommelier, oh. and then he goes through the process to do that. And you know, 
his family supports him, doesn't support him, like all throughout the movie. It's a, ultimately a story about him and his dad, but it's a really good film. Uh, drama? Is it a comedy? Definite drama. Definite drama. You know, uh, Courtney B. Vance is the father. Uh, the son is a little bit of an unknown. But yeah, it's a really good film. I would definitely check it out, even if it's just to salivate over some barbecue. <laughs> Right on. Actually, you know, that would be something. So Chef was the reason why I saw that because the food looked so good in it. You know, the John Favreau Chef movie. So, uh, But anyways, Keith, number yeah, three. Great film. Series is really good. Okay, number three for me. This is a movie we saw together, Johnny. Okay. I had an absolute blast with this movie. Equal horror and comedy. A uh, movie called Freaky with Vince Vaughn. Um, for you guys don't know, it's um, they basically take the premise of Freaky Friday. Vince Vaughn is, plays a serial killer who stabs um, a 16-year-old girl with like a Mayan ancient Mayan knife, and they switch bodies. So Vince Vaughn becomes you know, <laughs> basically acting like a 16-year-old girl, and the 16-year-old girl is the serial killer. It was super funny. Super gory too, which was I wasn't expecting, and just uh, just a fun movie. Highly recommend to anybody out there. Uh, yeah, that was. I gotta a, add that to my list. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of it was, fun. It you was know? in my list to watch. I just it, never get it, to it. It was the same. Same. It was the kind of same tone of Happy Death Day. So, like, if you saw yeah, Happy I mean, Death Day, I think you, you would like it. the Babysitter series if you haven't watched those yeah. yet either. One and two. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to check that out. Yeah. Same kind of tone. I like a kind of crazy tone, like the babysitter movie. Uh, Now, if she was stabbed with a Mayan dagger, is her version, is she still wounded with that? Or when they switch bodies, does it like magically heal itself as she's killing people? I think it magically healed itself, didn't it, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, I think it did. Yeah, I think it did. But just to see Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn does such a good job as the serial killer. And the sixteen-year-old girl—it's just worth it for his performance alone. I think. I will say I miss him in wacky comedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he this he, is a return to that. This is a return to that. For he, him. De- he definitely does the comedy very well, and the movie itself also actually uh, it honors Friday the Thirteenth, like the slasher like series, extremely well. Like it, there's yeah. a lot like the whole opening sequence with uh, setting up Vince Vaughn's actual character. Uh, is magnificent. It's it's just a, a complete riff on Jason Voorhees, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to Brian's number three. My three is actually the third movie in their franchise in Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. So uh, I'm same- glad that's on some people's list because that that was an, an enjoyable movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the. The entire nostalgia behind the thing. I enjoyed the setup for the possible new form of Bad Boys with like the new crew kind of spoiler alert. Um, if no one has seen it yet, and I love the uh, the little twist that they had in with the uh, well, with the genealogy. Yes, the genealogy. Yes, great choice of words because I couldn't think of one. <laughs> I knew where you were going yeah. with that. Also, you actually took the time to watch the spinoff TV series that came out this year. I did. I watched the entire thing because of sexy women. <laughs> 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 Only if there was a top ten TV of the year. Where oh. would that rank? Where if you had to 
do top Ooh, 10 TV. For for top 10 TV. LA's of, finest. Where would that rank? Probably in the top three. Solely for sexy women or? No, I started watching it for sexy women, but enjoyed the actual like story behind everything and the all the twists and complete story arcs, whereas like one episode story, then they had the eight episode story, and then they had the entire season story. So there's three stories going on that kind of told stories in between each uh, episode. Nice, nice. So they're all kind of happened concurrently there. Yeah. Cool. All right, so my number three is another split. We should do that as a as a topic. We should you know, actually. should be the next episode after this one, the top ten miniseries or, you know, stuff that came out new in 2020. Yeah, I like that too. Actually, there's a few that I've seen, so that I could actually make a pretty good list I think of I have. Five. I think we could even do, like, documentary series too yeah. because oh, yeah, Tiger King series? would be on there. So oh, much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think we all saw Tiger King just for the compulsion. You didn't see it? Mm-mm. Dude, how could you not with all the, you know, the talk about it? I just, I got roped in. You know what the thing is? It was like every episode, I'm like, this this is crazy. I yeah. can't believe I'm watching this. And it was the tag at the end of every episode. I'm like, I don't I don't think I want to watch another episode. Wait, fuck. She killed somebody? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and every episode got more batshit crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, somebody lost an arm. Somebody's playing with guns. Yeah. <laughs> a third guy agreed to marry him? Yeah, what is third, this? There's a third guy. God, there's a second husband, like craziness. There's alligators. What is happening here? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man. So, um, you have word. a split for three. I have a split. For I three. did not realize that was an option. What? I have a split for three. I'm glad I only splits. saw 15 movies because I wouldn't have a split, so it wouldn't matter. What's that, Mike? And as the boss, you get to have a list of thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he does. There are 22 movies more plus on this list that I had to whittle down to 10. So I had to cheat. I had to. Including honorable mentions. Yeah. <laughs> including honorable, including mentions. honorable mentions. So uh, split for this was uh, Becky, which we mentioned before, mm-hmm. for all the same reasons. Uh, little girl Rambo goes ham on a bunch of neo-Nazis. Sold. You don't have to <laughs> sell me anymore. Oh, Keith, you'd fucking love it, dude. A hundred percent. It's totally your style of movie. Is it on Plex or is it's, it? Uh, it's, it is. It's definitely on the Plex. It is. Check it out. All right, Becky. Okay, Becky. Yep. Put it on the list. And uh, it's split with American Pickle. Oh, I don't. Have I didn't see to that. I was curious about that one. Oh, Seth Rogen. Seth, two characters. Seth Rogen plays two characters. Uh, his ancestor who falls into a, a pickle barrel. Back in like the 1800s, it becomes perfectly preserved, and then comes to like comes back in the modern age, uh, and then he finds his descendant, which is Seth Rogen, who's basically like this failed programmer trying to launch a website. So it was like a little bit of like cross. And the reason why I kind of like took to it a little bit is that like I never I never knew my great grandfather who came from Italy. Uh, when he established himself here in America, but the stories I've heard about how industrious he was kind of reminded me of this character and like an old school sense of value, which is uh, which you know kind of I feel is absent sometimes anymore. It's like this person was industrious, not a capitalist. And I think nowadays you just see more capitalism as opposed to industrialism. So I think that's kind of why I like that. What are you guys signaling about? I don't think. All five of us have matched one single we, time. We haven't matched uh, like a single number. As we far we as have four 
on the oh, hunt, oh, right? Five and the oh, hunt. Oh, actually, yeah. no. Yeah, the hunt. Uh, me and you matched the hunt at number four. But I mean, all yeah, five all of us five together of on the it. same yeah. list. Yeah, no, we haven't no. matched. Unless you, count, unless you count honorable mentions, because I had the hunt on oh. honorable mentions. Yep. That would be Brian, the scorekeeper. I was hoping we that. all would have like no. the same number one or something. <laughs> I guarantee you we, we do don't. not have my we number don't. one. Yeah, probably not. Probably no. not. Um, so, yeah, American Pickle, uh, you may have fallen under your radar because it was at the beginning of the pandemic. But if you have HBO Max, check it out. It's there. It's a Max exclusive. It was the first one, I think, that they had, too. Very that they first released. one. Yep, absolutely. All right, and it's uh, funny, too. It's you know Seth Rogen humor. But anyways, oh, number yeah. three. Uh, my number three, uh, Netflix original. We already talked about her husband, but let's talk about the lovely lady herself, Alison Brie. Written and directed, Horse Girl. Horse I'm, Girl. I had that on my list, but I haven't seen it. It looks good. It I like is. And you know what? It, this would have been higher, either two or one, if I could actually give you an explanation of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's an introvert who works at a fabric store. And Molly Shannon is her co-worker. Okay. She has momentary lapses of memory loss. Not really explained. Um, she likes this guy. She has a roommate who's kind of a domineering bitch. Um, and then as the movie progresses, stranger things happen, like her memory losses and her gaps of time and space seem to disappear at one point. She's driving and she hears water. And the next thing you see is she's standing in the kitchen washing dishes and she has no recollection of how she went from driving to. And then she gets naked. Alison Brie naked. Hello. Uh, gets into the shower and then it turns out she's actually in her, you know, fabric store, but naked, not realizing how she got from the shower to her work. So she's losing gaps of time. She be, she begins to suspect that it was alien abduction. <laughs> it's comedy. This is a comedy, right? This is not a comedy. No, oh. this is not a comedy. No, Even better. Uh, she begins to suspect it's alien abduction, uh, and also with hints of time travel, she may actually be her own grandmother because she has a picture of her grandmother in her younger days, and she looks exactly like her. This is a mindfuck. This sounds crazy. And yeah. it, it kind of ends with her going into psychiatric treatment at a facility, not inpatient facility, where she is bunkmates with a girl who is convinced that she's actually from the 1990s. Uh, and she just arrived at the facility. Wow. So she is absolutely... And she... Uh, if it was a younger actress too so it's not like she went into the facility in the 90s and then woke up no it's like there's been 20 years uh and i won't spoil the end because the end leaves things really open-ended oh, if wow. whether or not she's having a psychotic break or if it's aliens or if she's able to time travel so everything you described kind of reminded me of 12 monkeys very similar feel to it yeah yeah like yeah. i got a little bit of that but well, 12 Monkeys had such a definitive ending, though. This one does not. Yeah, that, no. that might bother me, actually. And it's called Horse Girl because she's a fan of horses, and there is actually a horse that is prominent throughout, actually, at the very beginning of the film and the end that kind of ties it together. Like, is the end the beginning? Is the beginning the end? It was just a gender swap remake of Equus. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a uh, very David Lynchian. Is that a good uh, yes. description? Yeah, because with David Lynch, you never really get a full explanation, and he never will give you a full explanation. Alison Brie does not want to give a full explanation of what 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 she was creating with this. 
so oh, okay. did she direct yeah, and write it? She directed great. and wrote it. And this was part of like she has like this amazing deal with Netflix because of her success with Glow and they brought community onto Netflix. She she's pretty much she and Dave Franco were pretty much set with just Netflix money. Nice. I hope that, you know, we Fuckers. get that prophesied six seasons in a movie for community on yeah. Netflix. I'll take that and I will yeah. take a Glow movie that wraps everything up because they canceled it on a cliffhanger. See, I gotta watch Glow, especially yeah. with my new love for the AE dubs. Yeah, I'm sure it. Uh, uh, dude, you show. love Glow. Glow is great. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Stuff. So that brings us to number two now with Mike, right? Mike, you got your hands full. You can do number two. Nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith, what's your number two? <laughs> okay, number two, Tenet, Christopher Nolan's uh, sci-fi James Bond movie, which was amazing. Just. That guy can take just – I love that he can't just do a James Bond movie. It's going to be this over-the-top, crazy sci-fi angle. But that's why I love Nolan is just because he can take take a premise and just find a new way to tell that story. And I, I, I thought Tenet was great. I thought uh, the guy with the John Washington, who's Denzel Washington's kid – who was the main star was great. I thought, um, uh, uh, what's his name from Twilight? Uh, Robert, uh, Robert Pattinson. My God, it, I never thought in a million years I would love that kid after the Twilight movies. <laughs> he's such a good actor. He's, he's going to be an awesome Batman. Sparkly Batman. <laughs> yep. I, uh, I, I loved it. I thought Tenet was amazing. It was on my list. I just never got around to it. It was on it. my list to watch, but yeah. we ended up doing the, the Kingsman. That's how that came out. Yeah. We're so, like, do we want Tenant or something shorter? Keith loved Tenant so much that he saw it a second time when I saw it my first time. Yeah. <laughs> and, there are yeah, some true. movies that you do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And uh, there, I think every top 10 I've done, there've been like, I critically forgot a movie. And I think Tenant's this one. This it's not one? on my list yeah. at all. And I completely like it, like yeah, escaped happen. me. Even though I, I enjoyed it in the theater, I yeah. think I went to go watch it, but it was eight thirty in the morning, and I was like, my brain is not ready for this. <laughs> so I told Wesley that story. Yeah, you have to watch that yeah. when your brain's ready for it. because yeah. it's kind of the science behind it is a little complicated, but it's uh, it's really cool. That was really a cool movie. I think that was one of my main contentions with the movie was that it's like uh, Inception is like they set the rules and then they abide by it. And then yeah. tenants like, here are the rules, they don't matter. And I was like, and the yeah. whole time I'm trying to remember and figure out the rules, and like, no, 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 there's other stuff going on nope. that you should be paying attention Doesn't to. Doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I think Tenet was critically left off my list. But uh, anyway, um, Mike, you're number two. Borat, subsequent movie film. Uh. <laughs> Another one that's off my list I should have had on there. Yeah. Uh, so what? What? Why did Borat end up at your number two? Why wouldn't Borat end up as my number two? <laughs> that whole film was amazing. The, the links that he goes to—it's just ridiculous. Yep, I I enjoyed it. I loved the uh, bringing in the daughter and that whole aspect. Um, you know, all like the ribbing, the actual real life crap that went down with uh, Rudy Giuliani, like all that stuff. I oh yeah, good. yeah, yeah. 
Nice, nice. He okay. was not tucking anything in. That was no. <laughs> no, no, no. He was pulling something out. Definitely not. Okay, so we already did Keith on number two, right? So that would bring you to Brian. Oh, checking off another mark for the sexy ladies. Oh, if he stays there, I win. <laughs> so, uh, but it won't. <laughs> Keith had mentioned this earlier. Uh, my number two is the old guard with Charlize Theron. Oh, yep. Uh, I was looking for for movies to watch, and I was going through, and like I do, I skipped the description and saw that Charlize Theron was in it, and I just pressed play. You're like, sold. I was sold. Now, remind, was the long shot with her and Seth Rogen, yes. was that 2020 or 2019? 19. 2019, because oh, okay. that was on his that list. That was on last, last year. Okay. Last year, yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, started watching it and was just kind of hooked. Nice. She's a complete, I don't like the short hair, but whatever. Now, I'm a fan of Highlander. Better than Captain Marvel. That's true. <laughs> it, it definitely was. For sure on that one. Um, I'm I'm a fan of Highlander, so I'm more intrigued about Old Guard now, knowing yeah. it's kind of like yeah, Highlander. I think it's definitely lost in like your searches, just because it's like a Netflix original kind of thing. And if you're not actually looking for something... It's not going to show up unless you're into like that kind of sci-fi fantasy kind of world. Yep. But I just typed in 2020 and it popped up and I was like, boom. Nice. Nice. So it brings us to me, right? Yep. For number, number two. two. Uh, my number two, I guarantee, is on nobody's list. Uh, it is a sa- The Sound of Metal. You are absolutely right. That is not yeah, on my list. It's, it's one of those uh, slice of life indie darling movies. I saw it on the Plex. You saw it on the Plex. Watch it. So basically the story is Riz Ahmed. So if you don't know Riz Ahmed, he was in Star Wars uh, Rogue One as the um, the operator guy who um, he I think he gets mind, mind fucked by that alien thing. Remember? <laughs> Saw Guerrero. Or he was also the uh, villain in Venom, the first Venom movie. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Riz Ahmed, Riz Ahmed plays a heavy metal drummer. We're in a duo, so think like the White Stripes. And he's just, that's their thing, is they go around in an RV and they're touring and they play shows. So he starts to realize that his he starts losing his hearing. And now he's an individual who all he knows is heavy metal drumming. And he's losing one of the main things about his career. So that was really... Uh, you know, inspirational or not even just inspirational, but that kind of hooked me is that like, this is this guy's one thing and now it's gone. And he basically goes through all sorts of lengths to try to get it back. And we mean all sorts of lengths. And then he realizes that be careful what you wish for kind of thing. I don't want to spoil it because I really want everybody to check it out. But uh, I thought it was just so good to show that, this guy had this drive for something he was passionate about to the point where he pursued it to its fullest extent and realized it wasn't the best thing for him even at the end of it. And in that journey, he finds the real thing that you know he circles back around to, which it's just such a good movie. Check it out. Oh, yeah, I dig it's it. The Sound of Metal. I dig it. It's on the plexes for people who have the plex Actually, access. half your movies are on the plex. Yes, <laughs> almost all of them are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, my no- we're number twos. Yeah. Twos. So unless uh, somebody has this on number one, I haven't heard it yet, but I thought this was a fantastic do. movie. And who doesn't love a good time loop? Palm Springs. Andy Samberg. Oh, that oh. fell under my oh, radar. I 
Yeah. I have that on my. Uh, it's on my I list. On my, oh my. my! My list on Hulu. It is so good. It's it's Groundhog Day, but in Andy Samberg's world, uh, with the Lonely Planet guys. Uh, no, it's just a, it, this one actually has an explanation as to why he's stuck in a time loop, which is great. Um, Kristen Dottoli, Matoli. Uh, the one she's the mother from How I Met Your Mother who dies in the end. Spoiler, Kristen uh, Milioti. Where you only see her for you. like love her six minutes. Yeah, yep. Um, she would actually be she would qualify on the sexy girl to watch list. So yep. if I saw her Indeed. in something, I would I would pursue it. I won't spoil the whole thing, but the movie does start with him already stuck in a time loop, and he brings her into it. J.K. Simmons is also in this film who is a character that is shows up randomly to kill Andy Samberg <laughs> on several occasions. That sounds lovely. Uh, like It's heartwarming. True to form assassin that's after him? Yes. A very skilled person who crossbow and... and a car accident. Uh, <laughs> you find out. You find out because he is also trapped in the same time loop. Oh, uh, okay. I think I get. An and idea it's that, of that thing like if you've been living the same time like a thousand times, you're gonna try and have sex with somebody. In Andy Samberg's character's case, it was gender fluid. <laughs> like he's like, I'll try it. I don't care. I'm living the same day. So you like kind of see flashbacks of all the stuff that he's been through during this. Brings her into it. And then she uh, she thinks there's a scientific explanation, and it turns out there might actually be. It's but on my list. yeah, it's, it's a it's list. a really good movie. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I thought that was kind it was of it's a Hulu original. That, uh, Netflix did Death to 2020 that came out right before the end of the year, kind of a mockumentary for the whole year. She was pretty funny in that. If anybody hasn't seen that yet, and it's the same guy who did uh, Black Mirror. He created Black oh. Mirror, but he also used to write comedies before he started doing Black Mirror. I haven't okay. seen it yet, but I saw like Leslie Jones, uh, Kristen Medioli. Yeah, uh, yeah I, it's on my list to, to watch. I just haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. So uh, she was in my favorite Black Mirror episode, which was the Star Trek spoof. Yes. So yep. I can see the connection there. If it's a lot like that, then I'm Oh, yeah. I'm she's in. very much like that character. It, it all takes place. She's the sister of a bride at a wedding that takes place in Palm Springs. Nice. I'm uh, in. I think I'm afraid to watch that movie because it's a wedding that I would just pick apart the wedding outdoor wedding. I would, uh, I would pick it apart being a wedding DJ oh, or yeah. I would pay more. And a wedding DJ plays prominently in that, a part of the yeah, show. So I would like pay more attention to what's going on versus the actual movie itself. You nitpick the hell out yeah, of it. So yeah. So I'm afraid to watch that for sure. So I guess this brings us down to our number ones, right? Yeah. Yes. It's number ones. Mike, what's your number one? Already said it earlier, Onward, like I said, gave me an actual emotional response. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think we... Only film I watched the rule to tear. We all kind of share that same sentiment, even though it, it fell on different parts of our list. I think after this, I would probably rearrange a lot of my top ten here. I think I need to rethink this whole thing. I definitely <laughs> have a lot to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, Keith, how about you? You're number one. Number one, uh, another movie I saw with Johnny in the theater um, that I thought was um, absolutely amazing. 1917, by uh, directed by Sam Mendes. Um, you know, like just a one-shot uh, movie done in like World War One, or was it World War Two? I can't remember. Um, but just amazing, and like. 
the you know the gimmick of you know doing real time one shot for this movie the way they crafted the storyline was absolutely perfect I, I highly recommend seeing that movie on a big screen as well um, but yeah 1917 amazing movie I was just going to say, I agree with you there. I, I love that movie so much. I actually believe it was like my number one or my number two from last year. That was a, that was a 2019. Oh, no, it, it was a 2019 one, out? Keith. Nah, I thought this was earlier this year. No, it was last last December maybe? or it was. I can see where you'd make the mistake because it was like at the end of the year. Oh, uh, okay. But I agree um, with you. There's a reason why you put it at a number one spot because it's that good. What, 2019? Uh. It's that good of a movie. And But you know what, though, Keith? We also saw it in, like, December, like, really late. So it you can, yeah. you know, it's very easily can be confused for uh, a 2020 movie. But uh, I right, then my number one is Onward. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Holy smokes. I love that. So if that's the case, then we actually have one that everybody's list. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, Brian, what was your number one? Uh, I think this was Keith's nine, maybe eight, but it was Extraction with Thor. Oh, nice. So it wasn't a sexy yeah. lady? It was not a sexy lady. That one? It was a sexy guy. He, he saw Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth and he couldn't resist. We know he's a sexy guy, but if, if we don't get the tick mark for sexy lady, I win. <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed it. It brought me back to that old, early '90s, late '80s kind of action movie kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it was yeah, just him beating definitely. the shit out of everybody. Yep, like Taken kind of. But it's like painful, yeah. like oh yeah, bone breaking, like, yeah, like action. thrust kicks, and then people go yeah. through walls. Yep, I, I and think he was such a good. He's a good action star. You yeah. Know? That's another one where it's like it was off my list. I didn't even think I had it on the uh, honorable mentions, but I truly regret not putting it on there because yeah. uh, that one was really good. That was a yeah, good ass movie. He, and he comes back from being like a like an alcoholic almost. To yeah, com- and it's completely open ended for a number two. A lot like his Thor character in Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Comes back from the alcohol. Yeah. And, uh, Fat Thor is my Fat, spirit animal. Fat Thor is my spirit animal. Um, so that brings me to my number one. Which we've already talked about, Freaky. I genuinely think that Freaky was the best movie last year, hands down. So uh, good. It so it good. just it checks so many things off the list: uh, comedy, horror, slasher, tribute to Friday the Thirteenth, um, body swap, sci-fi, like everything was there. I loved it. It's the kind of movie you can just throw on and just watch anytime. Like it's going to be one of those type of movies, you know? Yep, and as much as I liked Happy Death Day, it was in the same vein. Like, it could have happened in the same universe, you know, adjacent. Yeah. Story-wise. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my uh, number one, Freaky. My number one, uh, I guess it's sort of a go with me here because uh, it's technically a long episode. Oh, you fucker. Oh! <laughs> but 
females are strong as hell. That show is... Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Pretty funny. Kimmy versus the Reverend. And the reason it's number one is because of the interactive element. You can watch it and see 50 different versions. They did a Bandersnatch, like, choose your own adventure with this film. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, it, I have, it, it I came have watched out, it four times. It came out in 2020? It came out in May of 2020. Oh, it was wow. an extended episode, but it was, it was like, if you watch it from beginning to end without doing any of the interactive, it's an hour and 20. So it's... It's a movie. It, yeah, it fills the movie, and it's every character from the TV show. Wow. Uh, yeah, I fucking love this episode. <laughs> uh, it all ends the same. Kimmy gets married to Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, he plays a prince character like an, a British prince who's like 12th in line for the throne. <laughs> uh, it's, but the Reverend breaks out and Kimmy starts to suspect that she, her bunker was not the only bunker that the Reverend had women in. Oh, okay. So it's sort of like a race to get to the bunker because the Reverend breaks out of prison to go to this bunker and then she figures it out. And throughout the the whole thing, uh, she and Titus are, are the one who paired together to go, uh, chase down the reverend but uh, there's many many paths that you can take including jacqueline restarting the whole or actually negating the entire me too era like she says something or she does something and all the men in hollywood were like we're free we're <laughs> able to be dicks again like that's that's an option that's an option in this film like like all this like harvey weinstein never existed all these men could be pigs again it's it's a really great fun adventure to take and as long as you have the compatible compatible device you can uh choose your own adventure choose your own adventure that's yep. awesome so that may, i remember watching the series i think i got my way through season two and then i kind of dropped off just because you know life but uh yeah that makes me want to see it now that oh makes yeah me absolutely it. yep um so that's everyone that's right. everybody that's our top 10 list i didn't think that would be on anyone's number one yeah, yeah. no for sure we had such a we so for for all of our list being so diverse we had a few commonalities which i thought was uh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. and i'm leaving here at least with spree freaky tenant and old guard four that i hadn't seen throughout 2020 i think tenant, yeah. those are on my list now tenant was Don't already on my list um i think there was another one that was already on my list to watch but freaky now is on my list uh, there might be a couple. Yeah, of Freaky is highly recommended. Highly recommended. Do you want to run down the bets real quick, Brian, before we say our goodbyes? Yeah, my, or actually, uh, Mike or Keith, you guys want anything to plug before I close this out? Um, just check out me and Johnny on Indie Comics Relay every other Wednesday night. Yep, straight up. Go follow all of our social accounts, like our Twitter page, and interact with it. You know, the the movie preview show main page and. This. If you guys want to buy a house in Arizona, call me. Yep, that's right. So yeah, plug plug the uh, plug the real estate uh, page as well, Mike. Sorry, you broke up. It's literally hailing here in Phoenix. Believe it or not. Oh, oh wow. I a horrible signal at the moment. Holy yes. crap! Well, I was going to say, uh, plug the real estate page for anybody who's out in the uh, AZ. Uh, at PHX Rising Realty, whatever social media you want to find it on. That's not Parlor. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and uh, besides Freaky, uh, if any one of you guys have Hulu, put Spree on your list. That was that, that was, was the other one. Fun. Yep, Spree's yeah. now on my list to yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna one. have to check out Spree. I like that kid from uh, Stranger Things. I think he's funny. <laughs> it's, it's good to see him like play kind of a loser too. It's like you know, 
Yeah. You, you did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it for sure. Um, awesome. Yeah, and like Mike said, uh, go ahead and you know follow the movie preview page, interact with us. Uh, Mike does a great job of managing the Twitter. Um, you know, we have all the uh, exclusives and new trailers and uh, things that you know drop on the Facebook page. And then if you're a part of the group, you'll get the notifications that way too. So, and I think that wraps it up for uh, this episode. Yeah, thanks for sticking around, guys. Appreciate it. Thank thanks, you guys. Mike. Thanks, Keith. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, guys, a blast. Have a good night. Thank Take you, care. too. Have a good night. Later. Adios. Awesome. They're both off. Yep. All right, so uh, closing out the show, um, going through the, the bets, we actually had zero that were, or I don't know if I want to count Keith's onward for number one. Yeah, I think he just might have threw it in there. But uh, we had zero for everyone with... A top 10 movie. Our lists were just so crazy and all over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I thought two was too low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the total of Brian watching movies because of sexy women, Chris hit with four. Uh, you know, you just know this man so well. Yeah. Uh, he's not I the say? only one I know very well. <laughs> well. Johnny, you were close. You had five. So Yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, I think if I watched maybe a couple more movies... You might have hit. I may, I may have hit on that. Yeah, because I only watched like 15. Right, right, right. Uh, Chris watching Disney movies was only three, actually. <sighs> I was three. so close on that you one. You were yeah. very close. You were very close. Man, it just goes to show I, I kind of know you guys yeah. so so well, but not well enough. I had, I had two on that, and you had three. Uh, Johnny's superhero comic movie. It, it wasn't a big superhero year, yeah. but man, and Chris, Chris hit it. that too. I know uh, you guys. Yeah. I, I love you. Both. I was close. I had the one. And how many times Mike jumped out? We all just kind of threw a random number because we had no clue. But Chris was the closest at six with <laughs> yeah. Mike jumping out. Seven I was times. always close. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, close but no cigar. I think you were close with the superhero thing because you nailed it. It was just yeah. like there were so. You, there was, there were yeah. so few Disney films. We hit the two, the big two, yeah. Onward and Soul. Nobody watched Hamilton except for me because I'm the theater guy. Um, but if you could think of another Disney I, film, I actually 2020 wa- had zero Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. I did. Watch, we have One Division, yeah. but not any movies. <laughs> Stop actually, me actually, on. we didn't even have One Division. We had nothing. No, One Division no, was yeah. this year. Yeah, that yeah. was this year. It we just had, started. There's no Marvel shit in 2020. Yeah, I'll get so. postponed. Stark I actually here. did watch one Disney movie that was 2020. It was Magic Camp because it had Adam Devine in it. And oh. I was like, Adam, oh, okay. Adam Devine as a Magic Camp counselor just sounds hilarious. Yeah. Was that straight to Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay. It was probably, I think, May, June. I'm sure there was a ton. Like, um, yeah. Phineas and Ferb had a movie, yeah. too. I, but I've never watched the series, so I don't know yeah. why I would enjoy Phineas and Ferb the movie. It, it just looked kind of like stupid funny. So I was yep. like, Adam Devine is like that kind of weird character that you put in that character role. Like you make movies around his character because he's always the same kind of guy. Yeah. Right. And I was like, all right. Him as a magic camp counselor for like little kids just sounds hilarious. Yeah. So it's that's kind of like the same thing with Andy Samberg. And I think that's kind of why I didn't jump on Palm Springs. Yeah. Is because- oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's well. So I like Hot Rod. I thought that was a great movie, but I think it's just like I knew much I, more serious comedy for him. Okay, so yeah. I I thought I knew what to expect having seen Hot Rod and knowing like the Lonely Island crew, mm-hmm. like their work. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I kind of know what to expect. I wasn't super excited for it, but like 
hearing you talk about it now, I definitely want to check it yeah, out. It's Lonely Island's Groundhog Day. I love that. That's awesome. I I also think like it's nice to be able to encourage other people to see stuff you wouldn't expect. Yeah. yeah. I hope people really go see The Sound of Metal for a drama. Yeah. It just blew me away. Um, Swallow doesn't seem like anything anybody would want to see typically, um, but that one was unique and kind of cool too. And I think, you know, just being able to talk about it here in a top 10 thing, bring a little bit more exposure to it. No, I, I would plus, agree with that. Plus, that one actually I forgot to mention before falls under my sexy lady viewing requirement because it stars Haley Bennett who is a clone of Jennifer Lawrence. Ooh. So if you look at her, you'll be like, hey, that's Jennifer Lawrence. And you could be, you can go a whole movie thinking it's Jennifer Lawrence. And it's not. And it's not. Okay. It's Haley Bennett. I dig that. I, dig I was that. first introduced to her in the remake of The Magnificent Seven. Oh. Yep, back in what was it, 2018, 2019. Yeah. I think it was 18. Yep, so that's that. I dig it. I dig it. Good cool. selection. Yeah. Cool. Good selection. Good selection. And I, a lot of good unique picks. I would yep. say because I'm the wild card. And I, <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to go back and watch now? He mentioned some of the ones yeah, that are I'm on going, his list. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch Spree. Uh, I think Becky's on my list. Oh, Becky for sure. Wait, have um, you seen Becky? It's my, was it my number nine? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Joel that, McHale that. and Kevin James in a dark thriller. Yeah. Did you watch that based upon my prior recommendation? I think I mentioned that movie No, before. this was actually Wesley's brother. When he was okay. um, visiting one time, was like, oh, let's throw this on. I heard some good stuff about it. And nice. you're like, Kevin James is a neo-Nazi? Sign yeah. me up. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I loved it. There loved might be a couple that. other sprinkles in there. I'll have to like listen back to get like a full list when yep. I do the edit. But yep. I think you'd enjoy like a boss for silly comedy. It was in my list. Yep. Definitely was in my list. Mainly because it's Selma Hayek, but yep. it was in my list. Yep. For sure. Um the Plex is just handy for that. Yeah, it yes, is. it is. It's a good it resource. Is. Also, with Palm Springs, it is on the Plex, but also it's on Hulu. Uh, I might go with the Plex. So I don't have to deal with commercials. Yeah, I yep. think Wonder Woman ends today on HBO Max. You're not missing much. I know, but it'll oh, so, still be on the Plex. Though, so right? it will be on the Plex if you ever care to torture yourself again. I may. Well, so that was the thing is that I kind of wanted to revisit it one more time just to be like, did I really do not like it that much? I waited for this podcast specifically. To watch or not watch. <laughs> I love Gal Gadot. I, Who doesn't? I love... Even I love her. Oh, so, Climb fun fact, the community manager who runs this building that we're sitting in yeah. looks just like Gal Gadot. Don't tell me that. She looks just like Gal Gadot. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you ever came here on a Monday through Friday, after 9 a.m. and before... 4.30 p.m., you'll see a Wonder Woman-esque woman sitting date. at the front desk. It's a date. It's a date. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm here for that watermelon water. <laughs> yes. You know, the, one, the one I'm, on the third floor I hear so much uh, about? I'm here to pick up my friend. <laughs> I'll, be your, I'll be your wingman. I'll hide in the building. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I'm his friend. You Hello. Work, I'm he here works, to deliver an invisible jet. He works upstairs. He wanted me to deliver this pizza. <laughs> with extra sausage. Zip. <laughs> Shoes she lets you in, you throw the pizza over your shoulder, and you, like, settle right up next to her, like Pepe Le Pew style. At our float, you mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just, you're, you're, <laughs> just float like Pepe Le Pew. Just <laughs> sniff in the air. Bonjour, madame. <laughs> Bonjour, mademoiselle. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, man, she's great. Yeah, we definitely celebrate when she comes into the office here. I would. <laughs> um yeah so what else we got that, that, was, yeah. that was it for the films well on that note we'll kill it here guys thanks for joining us this week 
Make sure you head over to BattleWoundsApparel.com. Get your merch. Follow at BattleWoundsApparel. And also, go check out the Mass Mouse Fans Podcast and the Movie Preview Facebook page. You hear me spitting out a poisonous ink I'm poisoned to think what I can do when I'm on the brink A back to the wall, a villain when I'm ready to brawl I'm killing, it's really, it's silly how I'm messing with y'all Speaking, it's easy, you see me coming through in the clutch now Duck down, profound sounds, dropping like touchdowns Cursing in verses like missing persons, you never find it Go and rewind it a second time if you need reminded But shit, a contradiction might better define it I'm grinding to sharpen the talent instead of bitching and whining Cultural finding the perfect pressure to press a diamond It's in your time and not what you wear when you say you're rhyming As far as I'm in, I'll never make it to raise an island Call me an island, I'm solitary in my confinement Forget my elegant eloquence while I'm relevant Carefully dismantle your status just for the hell of it Heavy like an elephant, desolate while I'm reckoning Strictly just for the benefits evident in my devilment And now the residents fear the presence of melanin Malevolent supremacists speaking venomous sentences Forget the precedent, get a taste of your medicine A tranquilizer dart to your face, embrace the sedative you